Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Vulture, and welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we wade through the Blarney to tell you about the real Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with my rugby-loving co-host, Rob Cross. Hey, Stu. How are you keeping? Not too bad now. How are you, Rob? Feeling a lot better, thankfully. Um, I, hey. I, 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 re- I returned last week, of course, after the, the COVID, and I'm feeling a lot better today. Not just because I, I'm feeling better health-wise, but also I had two exams this week, which, you know, they're done now. Um, a <laughs> bit, bit, bit of a mixed bag, but I'm, I'm glad they're out of the way. Th- thankfully, a lot of the work, good. you know, most of my grades work. It's, not, it's part-time college because I'm working full-time um, or professional qualifications. So a lot of the work was actually projects I did over the course of the term. So the exam isn't the full grade, which is which is a nice little thing. Um, yeah, it's always easier that way. But at least finally, you can get rid of all that college stuff and focus on the real uh, work, our, which our is podcast. podcasting. We're getting paid for this, right? <laughs> You said you're a sponsorship yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah, you'll get that soon. You'll, you'll, send, you'll send me on the check for that, right, Sue? 50-50, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, so um, I, I, I try to think, is there anything in the news to kind of briefly discuss in Ireland? Well, I we're don't know. St- I think uh, we're doing quite well with the uh, the vaccine. I think we're, we're up to about, one of the best in Europe. Yeah, we've, I got to say, like, we, we've turned, we've gone from being like the worst in the world by rate almost, but now in the worst in Europe, certainly, but we we're down to nearly three figures in cases um which is an improved sort of substantial improvement vaccines are, are going out we're about close to three hundred thousand vaccinated at the moment which is fantastic um yeah it, it, it it's looking good we're still in lockdown so we're, we're still recording remotely um i don't know they're staying it, it was extended until the 5th of march i it's looked like we'll, we'll probably get a slight easing in restrictions maybe in march but it's very likely we still won't be able to see each other in in our houses. So with Bobby, we are recording as long as they open a pub. This works. Yeah, right. So I suppose we'll jump right in to uniquely Irish, which, considering the movie that we're doing this week, we'll talk a little bit about Irish rugby. Yeah, which is of course incredibly important to the Irish people. I think it's kind of it, it's an odd thing because you know. Irish people, they tend to to jump on whatever an Irish team or, or, or sports person is good at. Like, I can't remember anyone ever really talking about uh, uh, boxing until the likes of Katie Taylor kind of came up in it. And then, like, everyone's an expert and they all know. Well, but rugby is the one thing that's been, like, consistent since its inception in Ireland. I'd agree with you. I, mean, I would just say briefly on boxing, I think it is certainly popular in some places. Like, there's plenty of boxing clubs in Limerick where we're from, and they'd be very popular. But I suppose... I, I said we have briefly talked about this a little bit before. Worth saying, both myself and Stu are from Limerick City, which is in many ways the kind of anomaly for rugby in Ireland because um, what this film kind of portrays that we'll we'll get into Handsome Devil later is the kind of private school, slightly posh guys playing rugby. That's really more of a other parts of the country thing. Limerick is much more of a all everyone would play rugby and support it here. There's no posh people or schools in Limerick. No. <laughs> 
I, I think Glenstall <laughs> Abbey would have something to say about that, Stu. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, a county Limerick, you know. It's hardly in Limerick. Peru is, you know, I mean, gee, they're on the border with Tip. Yeah, so I, I, it is a little bit, it is kind of worth saying that it's a little bit of a different atmosphere here. If you like go to Thoman Park, which is the rugby ground in Limerick uh, for like a Munster match, which is our team, it's, it's a different atmosphere to maybe like a lot of other places. Like if you went to like a Leinster match in Dublin or even a Munster match down in Musgrave Park in Cork, it's maybe slightly different atmosphere. So we're just getting it out of the way now that when we're talking a lot about the next things here, it mightn't be quite the same as the experience that we had uh, kind of growing up going to Munster matches. And for myself, I went to a proper rugby school, St. Munchen. So I went to all the junior and senior cup matches and I have a lot, a lot of commentary to say on the films too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like the, the thing is that, you know, rugby is one of the things that Irish sports people have been best at. Yep. And so it's been consistently one of the things that that's just kind of part of our culture. I mean, I was thinking about it while watching the movie, actually, because I never really got into rugby when I was a kid. My dad loved it. He brought me to a few matches up in Dublin, yep. uh, which were great because, you know, trip to Dublin, I'd probably get a toy or something out of it in one of the big shopping centers. And uh, then we go to the match and I just kind of follow along. Yeah. But it was only when I went traveling that I was kind of feeling a little homesick. And I decided I'm going to find out when the next rugby match is being played where Ireland or Monster or whoever are playing. And I'm going to go to an Irish pub and watch it. And like meeting tens of Irish people in a, in a pub in the middle of Europe somewhere, Poland or wherever I was at the time was wonderful because yeah. if you're interested in meeting Irish people, go to an Irish pub when when Ireland are playing rugby and you'll find them. Yeah, better than the, the GAA crowd anyway. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think it's a little harder to get that on a on TV in Poland. Oh, they'd get it. I mean, but... Jesus, you'd be surprised. Uh, but no, I, I'd agree. Like I, even though I went to like a proper rugby school, my father's massively into it. Um, he's coached it for a few places. I it really was about. I went to like the matches for when I was like in junior cycle in school and all that. When we we, we won the senior cup in my first year in Munchens, uh, Keith Earls, famous rugby Munster rugby player, winning the getting the the winning try, which was fantastic. But you know, like I, I didn't properly get into it maybe till um, after I did my junior cert. So I was really fifteen, sixteen. Then I really started getting into it. Like go, I was going to the match of my own volition and you know really started following Munster and everything else and kind of continued now like I, I I'd say like rugby is probably my favorite sport um that I would regularly follow oh over wrestling Rob I as much as I'm a massive wrestling fan I don't think you can compare the two of them like I, <laughs> I don't I now I mean I would love if you had like uh the rugby players like cutting promos on each other um at before the matches that'd be great I mean it's interesting but uh, I don't think so but yeah, like rugby, like the, the interesting thing with rugby in Ireland, I suppose, is that depending on where you come down and the argument of where it was invented, yeah. Ireland would have been one of the first countries in the world to be playing it. There, there's kind of a thing like about where it came from, because it's got kind of like rugby football is like one of one of the older kind of uh, defense. Like it's like the IRFU is the is the body in Ireland, the Irish Rugby Football Union. And it's actually organized on an all-Ireland basis. And th- this is uh, one of the interesting things is that we have an all Ireland team, so from all thirty-two counties, we don't like they don't use the tricolor. There's complicated rules we have about playing like our national anthem around the V, and and we also have our own anthem, Ireland's Call, which we've discussed before. Uh, it's not not the most endearing song, I don't think. Yeah, but I mean, like that's an interesting point though, Rob, about you know it being an all Ireland team because I was just you know trying to look up a bit and learn a bit about it, and I found a, a kind of a documentary series that they did. It's up on YouTube. I can't remember what it's called now. But they even mentioned that even during the Troubles, people 
in the north of Ireland felt completely safe to come down here or to come down to Dublin to Lansdowne Road or wherever to to watch and play rugby. Like it was just it was something that it, it was above politics or any of that, which really shows what rugby is like in Ireland. It is, but it's it's always the the interesting. There's like a lot of things about it. Um, like if you look at soccer, for example, or football, no one calls it that in this country, as far as I'm aware. It you know like there we have like a, a Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland team, and that's actually predates the partition and all that. It's because they actually did. There were two organizations. There was. The FAI, the uh, Football Association of Ireland, and then there was, I think, the, is it the, the IFA, the Irish Football Association, something similar to that, were based in Belfast, the other was in Dublin. And that was just a disagreement between people. Like, it, it wasn't anything to do with um, partition. It's just rugby hasn't. Hockey as well, I think, is the other one that that is um, that never split. My sister went to a private school where they hockey was the the main sport for girls to play, and so that was so that's oh, laddie, da. not not real sport like camogie, Rob. <laughs> I I don't think they were doing it there, Steve. They had a rugby team who were not great. Let's just put it that way. But they got better. Yeah, but I suppose in regards to the film, like the thing with rugby in Ireland is that like you start at a really young age. You start at like five or six in yeah. school, and you're like you're kind of funneled up through like some people. Like there's two branches really. You can either go into clubs or, or you yeah. can do it through the school itself but like you're you're starting off at a very early age playing you know tag rugby or whatever and then you you uh you kind of you take a certain path up until you get to like young monster yeah. or one of the kind of the the teams that are basically like the the seeding grounds for the the provincial or the the national teams that's kind of it because like there's it's, it's kind of worth saying to you there's lots of age divisions in rugby like i know like you'd have like junior then you'd have like you know 15 16s and a half uh, then senior, I think, is you know would be kind of encompassing of that. Like there's there's club and there's there's schools. So so that was it. But like there's a lot there, and there's lots of, like lots of age divisions as well. But yeah, there, there's plenty there. There's lots of divisions. I mean, you kind of see in in the movie as well. There's not with the senior cup. So in schools rugby, we 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 generally go on a provincial basis here in Ireland. So like we we said before, like our, our main rugby teams are all based on the four provinces: Munster, Leinster, Connacht, Ulster. So every province would have its own. Um, rugby competition at junior level which is up to you know uh, doing your junior certain your third year in secondary school or fourth year if you do transition year it's kind of based on an age thing so like there were people who did get four years in junior level which is like pushing it a little bit um and then senior level is like you're doing your leaving certain transit so generally it's generally like 16 is 15 16 is kind of the cutoff between the two of them and you'd be kind of competing against the other ones like you know it, it, it's 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 kind of the main the main one would be seen as the senior cup all right so i suppose we'll uh use that to transition right into the movie itself so handsome devil i think we both quite enjoyed this one would you say rob i i did i like i know you watched it a little a few weeks ago because we were planning to we were planning to <laughs> yeah. it about a month ago until i got pretty sick um i've only watched it today so it's 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 a little bit different but we'll, we'll do the best we can because like it starts off strong with ardlo handling and Miss Huberman as well. It, I was going. I was exactly going to say that, Steve. It's Father Dougal and uh, Amy Huberman, who's you know has a, a very strong rugby connection. I think it's fair to say, Stu, being married to Brian O'Driscoll, who some people <laughs> I, I I I know quite well would say is the greatest uh, Irish rugby player of all time. And oh, he's he's definitely he's definitely, he's definitely in the top ten. But like there there's many more uh, proud Munster players that uh, you know would be substantially better than them, in, in my humble opinion. And of course, you know it, it was just nice to see the two of them. Um, there, there's a couple of Father Ted people in, in the in the background at a few points. I, I'll I'll certainly. Oh yeah, I'm sure they uh, 
they slip themselves but, in. Uh, yeah, so we 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 get to um uh you know shit Ned <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I I was about to call him Ted because I was like Dougal and I was like no his his name isn't Ted if they if they, they should have called him Ted as like a, a subtle reference to that but no so we get Ned Roach who's played by uh, Fiano Shea who does a fantastic job in this film but yeah so he's basically being sent to this boarding school unspecified like there, there's no school actually called that in in Ireland it's it says it's based yeah like, I think they were being pretty well, vague about out, it it says like it's out in the countryside but clearly it's very close to Dublin because they're they're up in like Dunleary and up on the train and all that so that's where the Leinster Senior Cup presumably it's in Leinster it's not explicitly said but it's like in, heavily implied it's based on like Castle Knock and Black Rock which are kind of two big rugby schools in like South Dublin they'd be seen as being a bit posh I believe a bit of Belvedere as well would be one of the big ones up in Dublin maybe even Newbridge College if you know people people like that boarding school but it's I'm pretty sure it's actually shot in Rockwell which is a big rugby school and boarding school in Tipperary which is in the middle of nowhere so we're introduced to Ned anyway and uh he's kind of complaining about the the school Obviously, it's a boarding school, which is, I think, pretty rare in um, Ireland, from what I know of. The, the kind of schools they're talking about are all boarding schools, generally. They're going to rugby, but yeah, you know, there, there's a few of them up in Dublin. There's a few like out in the country. But then he, he's kind of, he's he's talking about how, uh, how rugby is kind of seen as a, almost it a is. religion yeah. in these schools, which is kind of what we were discussing in Uniquely Irish, that it really is this you know, deep rooted thing where, you know, everyone has to get involved and it's, it's it's kind of like what we said earlier in these private schools, particularly like up in your, your Dublin's and even Rockwell, even some like down in Cork, like presency, but mostly presentation. They're like, you know, rugby is the main thing. Like they're, you're, you're not going to one of these schools to play like GAA or play soccer generally. Like they're, they're going to play, or, you know, do well in the leave insert. It's yeah, just well, about the rugby. They generally have they generally have pretty good teachers. <laughs> it's 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 kind of it's kind of fair to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that Ned actually says that I think is is worth bringing up is that he talks about leaving school early, which we might have mentioned before, but it was a, oh, yeah. a big thing in Ireland, say twenty thirty years ago. Like much less so now, I think, thankfully. But uh, it was a big thing where people were leaving school at like 16 yeah. and they might go into a trade uh, or they might leave the country. It was just, it was huge yeah. uh, for a while. It was really kind of a problem they had to, that people they had were just raise, leaving like, early. I, I can't remember when, but that's a raise, like the, the minimum school leaving age from like 14 to 16 because so many people were like doing it and, you know, going going into the workforce because though their family needed the money, but like they would you know lack in like reading ability and like maths and stuff like that and it it would have impacts down the yeah, line i think you know when we were a poorer country it was, it was kind of necessary in a way unfortunately but it, you know it, it's you know it's, it's yeah, interesting I, that they mentioned it anyway that he kind of he, he he didn't even have a plan he was like i'll play the guitar or whatever yeah but it, can't even like, do that really i remember distinctly when i was in secondary school um I went to like a rugby mad one. It wasn't a boarding school. And we had a very, I would say, diverse group of people in terms of like socioeconomic backgrounds. Like we had some of the kind of guys who were like a bit better off who were kind of there for rugby with hurlers in from just over the border in County Clare who, you know, were very, a lot of them were farmers or or certainly lived very rurally. And then there were people who were from uh, more you know, working class lower socioeconomic, I think is the correct term, areas. And you know, I remember we were in a, a year meeting, I think just w- about the time we all wore 16 and when teachers going, lads, you know, if any of you want to sign the, the piece of paper and leave school, we can't stop you at this point if it's what you want. But 
it was like this is the height of the recession there are no trade jobs going out there anymore stick with it get your leaving cert you don't have to go to college you can go to a vocational you know whatever but I remember we had like a thing about that because a few of the guys were talking about it and you know to their credit they did give them as much help as they could to get what they needed to do something else so you know that that did strike a chord. Yeah, I think the education system is stronger for that kind of thing nowadays just kind of trying to keep people in no matter what, just to get them to the leaving search so that they have some kind of a basis to yeah. leave school in. But, but you know, I, I, I think it, it is, it's a very nice school. I think I was saying there, I'm pretty sure it's Rockwell College and it's very kind of typical of these uh, schools. You'd have, there, like, there's a, you'd have like a gate, like a very long drive down, tree lined, this huge imposing building at the very top of it because like they'd have their own private grounds and you'd probably have about, like my school had four, five rugby pitches I think one of which was kind of a de facto GAA pitch for because we were actually a decent hurling school as well we had the handball alleys yeah I mean like the thing about that is that aren't most of those kind of old schools kind of old landlords residences or whatever just kind of massive mansions that have been refitted some of them are my my old school was my old school was originally the bishop's palace um <laughs> before was my school actually moved there yeah exactly so <laughs> that, that's why they have yeah, such long drives uh, and such lovely buildings I, in case like it's it's been done up a bit now but like we had a we didn't have a chapel really we had a proper church that was built onto my school practically and like a load of <laughs> other things like i i, I do I, I just love like when um you're seeing that the dormitories and things like that. No, I didn't go to a boarding school, but my school used to be a boarding school. It stopped like, I think, geez, late 90s. So, but they still had, we still were, oh, you weren't allowed upstairs where the old dorms were. But, you know, you'd sneak up there and take a peek and you'd find interesting things up there. They converted them into classrooms now. It just took a while. But um, I remember like you, you'd always find like old like Tato packets or uh, wrappers off bars from like the 90s and 80s up there. But like even with that, the the decorations in the school were a little bit odd. You know, you had like spears. You know, they had the mounted heads of various animals. I just it's not something that I've seen a lot in Ireland, except for maybe in the yeah, Natural very, History like, Museum. It's a weird vibe. I don't think I've ever now. I haven't been to inside some of like the very fancy ones, but like I've never seen that in a school before. Um, I, it seems more like an English kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Like it's what you might see in one of the public schools in England. I don't. Maybe you see it in some of the ones here. I. I've never wondered around Klongos too. Maybe they have a load of deer heads there. I don't know. What are you? What are you hiding from us, Klongos? Possibly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just it seemed like a it seemed like an odd uh, decoration choice, especially in Ireland where hunting isn't that. I- Big. I think some I mean, people we don't really do it that, that I know of wouldn't be one of them. I think it is still quite a thing. Like they were, they were arguing a lot about can they still go hunting during the the lockdown that we have now because of the pandemic, and they were trying to get exemptions for like hair coursing and things like that. So it, it's certainly still there. Um, I know near in Tipperary, certainly they have a very active hunt community. Like the guys and the horses with the red coats that go after foxes and things like that. They're they're quite prominent there. I know like quite a few of the local farmers because they're going across their land yeah uh so what did this you think of the, the, uh, the sex ed class um <laughs> there's a lot in this film that just like is like jesus this is exactly like you know what my school was jesus like i yeah they I know went, they know what's going on i went to like a catholic school like we had a, a priest as our headmaster um and like the diocese actually owned the college i think 
not as much now, but like the bishop was our patron and, you know, very heavily, like we, ha- we had to have religion classes. We went to mass basically every month um, and things like that. Everything involved, you know, that and we regularly would have other priests turning up and talking, you know, I was walking into the class and be like, oh, thank oh, sorry about the interrupt the maths class there. We're going to do this, that and the other. This is pretty much exactly like what we had. I remember we had... You know, you're in biology and in science for your junior search, and obviously this is part of it. We had the old, the shitty 1980s video put on, and that 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 kind of things, and you know, oh, fun. A few of the guys genuinely had questions like about um, contraception and things like that, and I remember my teacher was like. Now, he kind of explained it and all that, and there was no issue with it. And he goes, now, of course, I'd be remiss in saying that the school's ethos would uh, uh, discourage you from using that. But he just kind of went, but I would tell you to use it, you know, Jesus Christ. And yeah, fair enough. Like, so this this was... was yeah. Well, at least you had some good teachers who were yeah. uh, clever about it. But one thing I did love in that was uh, shouting Cunis. Yeah, that's the that's Irish very, for quiet. It was just, that's a very... Brings you right uh, back to school. It was just like like it's a primary school thing. I I kind of thought more, but it's um uh, just like vivid memories of like you'd the only times you'd use Irish in, in like primary. Well, that's when you were serious. Well, because like the teacher would go, "Cunish, Moshe the holiday, please be quiet," or you'd have to ask ask Elga, you know, to go to the bathroom as we discussed before. Oh Those yes, like the two main times. Yeah, I think it's around the Irish sex ed class, class that we kind of get in, introduced to, you know, the kind of the homophobia that's in the school. Yeah, like I, I. By the way, the, did you notice who the priest was in the sex ed? Uh, not that I remember it's now. It has been love from Father oh, Ted. Oh yeah, Jesus. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Podrick pa- McDonald, I believe, is is the actor's name. He's in. He's definitely been in one of the other films we've done. I can't remember which one. I think he's in maybe Dead Meat. Anyway, but anyway, but uh, um, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but you know they they have that kind of that noise that they do every time something gay kind of comes up. I don't know about that. Like I've okay, I would say there is was a certain I went to an all boys rugby school of that. Like oh yeah, it doesn't even have to be an all boys school. Like I went to a, a mixed school and it was still, you know, homophobia. I mean, it, it was. I suppose it's weird in a way because, and I'm not like throwing shade at anything, but like there were some, let's say, the more popular kids. They were kind of they could be kind of out, but then it was still some people might have. Still felt like if I, they had come out, it would have been. I wouldn't really uh, have. Slagged. I wouldn't have really said that was an option in my school. Not to you know be negative, but I you know there there was a bit of that. Now you and I both went to school. I you know we both would have left school about five years before this film was shot and set. So maybe it's a, a generational thing. I don't know, but um, you know I, I can't imagine it, it would have changed too much. But yeah, I mean yeah. back in the day, like you'd say, like everyone was saying, oh that's pretty gay. I like you said, something like meaning stupider. It was kind of not in a the sense you'd kind of use it for as in I'm gay. It was more in a that's a stupid or a bad thing and. Obviously, you know, people don't say that as much anymore, thank God. Cause yeah. It's, it's it's homophobic and offensive, but uh, that was a very common thing. I never really encountered the whole noise thing. Um, like, people well, make like, plenty know, of noises in my Yeah, school, I mean, you know, if something, something overtly sexual was said in a non-sexual context, it was like, but, you know, you would make noises for shit like it. that. I've never heard, like, a like a warbling kind of noise they do for, like, someone being gay. I've yeah. never come across that before. You also, like, meet the prick bully guy that's just making this oh, guy's weasel, life yeah. uh, misery. Uh, weasel, this guy's a prick. 
like he like the first thing he seems like taking a ukulele off a first year student and just like harassing this guy he's like who's just got in to the point where even his friends have to physically restrain him from like stop like stop attacking this guy like even his friends are going dude what the hell is wrong with you yeah <laughs> you know? he was a he's he's real a massive prick she's like i there was no one in my school any of that was overtly that much yeah i mean i think it was um trying to think back now myself like it was definitely exaggerated but there were let's say lesser versions of him definitely in my school oh no i'd agree with you but like yeah i mean i saw plenty of fights in school but like um uh i wouldn't say there was anyone like i think it's playing up to the camera almost a little bit like no one would be that overtly much of a sorry i was going to use a, a word that you would have to bleep out um <laughs> <shit. laughs> you know there we um, go there we go so I, th- I think like it's turning it up to 11 for the purposes of the movie but it's not you know the principle is is i think accurate like i mean there were some unpleasant people in a lot of secondary schools yeah so we kind of we get a bit more of ned um his room and you can kind of see his his love of like say older music and that he's basically, he's basically into the same music that i kind of am uh, so I, 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 I did shock. You'd be shocked, dear. So I related quite strongly to this character as someone who was into the oh, same really? music as I did. Went to rugby school. wasn't really into rugby at the time. Was kind of a bit of, you know, did a little bit of an outsider in that regard. Yeah. Just one thing about that because I was going to mention it a bit later, but I, I should now. I, I'll do it now. Um, you know, because in a bit, in a little bit, you get introduced to uh the English teacher Sherry, and he yeah, catches Mr. out. Sherry. Yeah, Mister Sherry, and he catches out Ned for basically taking an old song yeah. and writing it down as an essay. Yeah. And like the scene is beautiful because he has him read the essay out in front of the class and, and like mid essay starts playing the song and it like, ma- like obviously it's a bit odd because it matches up perfectly, but it was just hilarious. And then he goes mental, which I, I had an English teacher who was that kind of like high energy. Yeah. And just like yeah. that, that aggressive. Um, But one thing that's kind of, I found a problem, you know, uh, the one thing I found a problem with the the movie, though, and it p- might be my only problem with it, is that you notice because he he then beco- like later on Ned becomes friends with the other uh, main character whose name escapes me at the minute. You might have it there. Um, oh God, I <laughs> I really should write these things down more. Sorry, Connor, yeah. Connor, yeah, Connor, Connor Masters, yeah, played by Nicholas uh, um, Gal- Gallus. That I can't pronounce yeah, it. But English. Fellow, what you actually. notice, what I noticed is that it seems like all of the gay characters have that love of old school music and it's like is that kind of a stereotype that they're accidentally slipping in there don't, you see i th- you know what i mean i don't think it's necessarily in a bad way i think it's kind of it it gives them something else in common besides just oh being i, gay. I completely like, understand i think it's it just it no, seems I, I, I like it's, it's, it's almost it's, a stereotype you're like oh gays they love you know the the old school music they love the retro I don't stuff think it's a, whereas like no one else in the school kind of appreciates it I at all i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing in in that like if they for example only had them listening to like 70s disco music or like the scissor sisters then maybe that would be pushing it a bit too far but i think like the it's the kind of music I like, so I'm like, oh, they're playing prefab sprouts. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying this in there as well. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just a, it's, it's an odd kind of connection for them all to have. Speaking about in that way, I, it was just speaking odd. about like him using like the lyrics as like things. So firstly, the first one, the old English teacher until he dies, who was like wearing the, the the full robes when he's just going around class, which is that's a very English um, boarding school kind of thing. Yeah. That's, I've never seen that in Ireland. 
someone actually wearing the the old fashioned like robes like that, that I think a master of a college or a, a don whatever they call them would have like that's very very archaic like I like even like when people went to Trinity College you'd only they'd only be doing that in ceremonial days that they were like scholars or the provost their president was coming down you know um but like he used like walk in the wild side by Lou Reed and like that's that it's a good story song I'll, I'll, I'll give him that but two things firstly I don't think that's long enough to write a proper essay about like you'd have to really pad it out um because you see like the the first few bits of it there and i'm like also it's, it that specifically is a song about um at, at, as they would have said at the time transsexuals like people like people cross-dressing to get to new york to you know be effectively trans as we would have said today presumably or, or drag queen certainly and i'm like wouldn't that raise a few eyebrows yeah i think the, teachers the most eyebrows that? would like, probably be raised know. when every couple of paragraphs it's the he's just repeating himself because he gets to the chorus you do 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 that's the end of the course in the song. <laughs> i mean technically it's clever uh, like if you, right. like if i had gone back to school it's like oh damn i could have done that that would have been clever well, it because it, it, it is good like i never did that like we did i remember i had a very good english teacher for my leaving search um who really encouraged me to write and is i remember i actually met him at he saw me read poetry at a competition once and he came straight up to me afterwards and we had a lovely chat big influence on me getting into writing poetry and, and stories and things like that but yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. I remember he, we did like proper musical analysis in his class and him and myself, we both had a very similar taste in music. I was really into like seventies punk music at the time and he was as well. So we'd end up reviewing a lot of the, he'd end up like really liking a lot of the, the music I was reviewing in his class. So I, I, you know, there's no, I wouldn't have been able to sneak that past on him, but I love like he's like the undertones, my perfect cousin, which it, it's, it's good because it's a story song and, but I'm like, that's a really weird structure yeah. for an essay. Uh, so like jump down through a few more bits, I suppose. Uh, and then we can kind of just discuss what we thought. So they kind of, 
initially yeah so you know that like initially ned has has built like this a uh, great wall between himself and connor because they're meant to share the the room the digs in in the yeah in the school but he starts listening to his music connor starts listening to ned's music and they kind of start to bond yeah. over it and then doesn't he show him that little uh secret room which i mean what the hell there was like full of records and stuff it just seems to have been abandoned by the You'd school. Some, like, I kind of thought that was a bit funny because, like, when I went to the school I went to, like, was, because I was kind of saying there, there, we had, like, the old dorms there because it wasn't a boarding school anymore, but there were plenty, like, it were plenty of bits because it was, you had, like, the original main building and there was all these bits they'd built onto it. And, but they were all, like, there were plenty of extra corridors. Like, there was a teacher's corridor that was down the ground floor and then but there was another car that exactly mirrored that above which wasn't really used for anything so like you could if you went into the back of this uh, my whole school you could get lost very easy like there were all these immaculate rooms that were used for like when the the bishop came over or other priests were coming over so i actually relate to this because there were occasionally a few places like that um where if you knew where to look you'd find um, there was a there's a bit I remember there was a bit in particular where we had this large not really an assembly hall but it, it, it had like a stage and stuff it apparently used to be a cinema at one point there was like that old there was oh, you know nice. like that old kind of window at the back where like you'd had the projector coming through apparently that's what it was used for it it, it it doesn't look I don't know if it's still the same layout but anyway but there was like a big backstage area which we'd occasionally hang out in because you could get to it from one of the classrooms that you, you weren't supposed to know that but I remember there was a um like this part of the floor that wasn't um like the rest of it if you know what i mean because it was like all the wood hardwood floor and there was like this bit where like it kind of moved a bit so all right the days one of the lads was like, hang on a second if we and he managed to lift it up it was like a trap door or something and it was like what's under there like you couldn't stand up straight but it was like this little hidden thing but if you went if you went all the way back under the stage apparently it was like a proper little room like that so i'm like entirely going yeah i fully believe that because i've seen that with my own eyes that's that to me just reminded me because the best <laughs> thing is then his mates locked right. him under it, so he was like running around back it was ragged around it on the floor underneath the floor to get out of the dark as long as you didn't leave no, no, him down he, there, I think it's all good. It's very, it's just a very, it's just a very funny image. <laughs> the teacher lifts it up; he just pops out. That uh, that mention of a, a school prank does lead us to another staple of Irish schools, and forgive me if it's other schools as well around the world. But being pocketed was yeah, a beautiful moment. Down. Oh god, like, it's just so funny. I that mean, was great. so you, you're wearing um, your your nice clean shirt that your mammy's fucking ironed the night before and you're in school and then someone hopefully a friend if not one of the bullies comes up and just rips the pocket straight off and most well, of the time it's fine because well, it, it just tears off from the uh where it's sewn yeah. on but i do remember one occasion where it happened to someone but for whatever reason it was uh it was the, the sewing or the needlework was really well the, done and so it like it. it ripped off like a long strip from his shirt, I see. I've seen hilarious. that. I've seen that happen as well. Like this, like this. Like we didn't have like fancy blazers. Like, we had a jumper, and we then we had like a shirt and tie, pants, and like you know black shoes under like under it. But yeah, geez, you, you, they they didn't give out to us too much if we took off our jumper because it was warm. Like or even like have the tie. But, like they weren't too strict as long as like the prince like as long as the priest wasn't there, you you'd get away with it. Like none of the teachers. Were yeah, I mean, Rob, you have to cover up when the priest wearing a jumper. <laughs> It's not comment on that. Um, 
But um, you know, so we we did, we had the pocket and people would get pocketed. Like it was very common. Um, I, I but I have seen like someone get half their shirt ripped as well. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But the other one was uh, bagging. No, oh, inside that? out. You'd, yeah, you bag some. You would turn their bags inside out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so back to the movie anyway, Rob. Um, so Mr. Sherry kind of uh, convinces Ned and Connor to to sign up for a talent show, and you kind of see them. Kind of their their friendship kind of growing, yeah. As they're training for, I it. did find I um, did relate to that as well because we I went to an all boys school. There was an all girls school down the road, so you know <laughs> yeah. what, what was going to happen. But we used yeah, to do any, any excuse to go over. Year. I suppose we used to do a musical with them every year when we were in transi- uh, transition year, which is like our extra. Spe- we'll, we'll talk about that in the, a future episode because it's very hard to explain. Like, but because we, I went to an all boys, they were an all girls, so we do a joint musical together every year and it just kind of reminded me a bit of that because we did, they had like their talent show and we had our talent show then at the end of the year and you know, it would always be kind of a mutual that you'd kind of go because you'd know people and there'd be a bit of crack, you know, so that, that did speak to me as well. I thought that was quite funny. Like, Yeah, so I think what happens is that Weasel has a cousin or something who went to Connor's previous school and finds yeah. out why he was transferred. And uh, so then he kind of threatens to he threatens Connor that he'll tell everyone his big secret. Which is kind of like... Uh, which we at this point don't well, know. kind of know at this point. It's kind of... It's been kind of implied. Because isn't this after he meets... No, no, the, I, I think, I think Sherry, that's the teacher in just the after this. Oh, sorry, they're, they're right. tra- My apologies. He's training... He, he skips the talent show to go training for that match, I believe. Yeah, 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 you're right, sorry. Um, Rob, I, I watched this like it, a month it, ago and you watched it impl- today, so just, keep up. Sorry, I have my notes here. Like, <laughs> they might, might be slightly out of sequence because I was actually enjoying the film a lot and I had to, oh crap, I better take notes. So I might, I may have made a slight error there. But no, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's kind of shit that the weasel is doing that because it's like, dude, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd fully believe it because I've well heard it happen to people, unfortunately, but that's a really cunty thing to do, like threatening to out someone like that. Not to say anything against what Ned oh, does yeah, later awful. in the film is, is terrible. but Yeah, like, so yeah, Ned goes uh, up and he's that. kind of on his own I mean, then at uh, the talent show and he absolutely bombs because... Uh, I'm sure you know what song it was, Rob, but it was a, a harmony where one had to go high and one yeah. had to go well, low. Well, the original song, it is just kind of one singer. There's some background vocals. It's uh, uh, Prefab Sprout, uh, good band, actually. I think right. by but it, well, Anyway, he, he absolutely bombs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't go well. So then obviously he's quite disheartened. The English Mr. Sherry is there as well. Then isn't it they they sneak? No, it's not that one. It's afterwards they they go. He, he's guys off training. Connor, the other. Fella. I think and the, then the next thing that happens is the match itself, the um, match, which uh, was one thing I noticed was at the at the end of the match they're kind of celebrating the victory. Um, Ned kind of wanders off to go to his own thing. I think he goes to like a a movie screening in in the, the city. Does, yeah. But uh, I noticed that that Connor is like his his rugby kit is like per- pristinely clean. That's like, a bit ah, no, much. Come on, he's yeah. had, a, had an 80-minute rugby match and he's completely pristine clothes. But yeah, so I think it's, it's uh, Connor's dad who throughout the film you kind of, you, you get the, the notion that he's an alcoholic and so he starts buying all these yeah. underage kids can points I just, and they start getting I'm drunk. I'm not going to say underage drinking didn't happen in when I was like in school. Like, I'd say I didn't drink at the time. I actually was a pioneer. I didn't drink. And, no, I did drink before I was 18, but I didn't drink during a lot of it. But uh, I don't know, even in like a private clubhouse, 
in like a rugby grounds would serve clearly underage players in their uniforms like that. I get like it's kind of implied that isn't like Connor's father supposed to be like a politician or something. It's kind of his mother sort of says it to him at the start. Like he's at, oh, he, he puts the party before everything else. So I, I got the impression. Uh, I don't remember that now, but that could yeah, have been I, something I, I misinterpreted that. I got the impression he was like supposed to be like a TD or stuff like that, like a, you know, m- member of the government or something. Because it seems like he's a very lackadaisical attitude to drink driving, which I thought would kind of explain why he's not, yeah, in, he does. not in jail. But yeah, it, it's just like... um that's a bit much. Even like where they're clearly passing around bottles on the goddamn bus to the match. Like there's, I sorry, I unless there's like private schools doing things completely differently, there's no way in hell that would be allowed doing. Like, I mean, in my school, we took rugby very seriously. Those lads and the team were told there is to be no drinking like anywhere near um, a quarter semi. Yeah, like, they, like they would not allow to be having a pint after the match. I mean, I remember, one of the great rugby uh, coaches we had was also one of the Irish teachers. And he was like, lads, I don't care, you know, what you're, what you're doing in your own time. But he's like, you better be ready to go on the pitch there so you can celebrate afterwards. Most of you are 18. I can't stop you, but don't, you know, on, on, on the way there. So maybe it's a different thing in other parts of the country. I don't know, but I found that a bit hard to, a little bit yeah. hard to believe. Well, I think it has what happens then the is, past, uh, it's a bit much. Connor's father is like, oh yeah, you can come home or I'll drive you back to the, the school. But Connor decides to, to walk off, which, you know, in general, always good advice, never get drunk. into a car yeah. with a drunk person when they are driving. Take, uh, that's just good advice for life. But yeah, so well, he wanders off. Briefly, briefly touch oh, yeah, on, well, briefly touch on can. to that, um, you know, is like when they're coming out of the the pub or clubhouse, and like his daughter's going, like I'm really proud of you, like I love you again. It's like all oh, that other stuff was in the past, and it's like, oh Jesus, that's uh, oh God, like his father only cares, and he's like good at rugby and not causing trouble because maybe his father knows why he was getting into all of the fights in the other school, and he's kind of not happy with that. It's never explicitly said that yeah, his father. I don't think they, they yeah, show I think anything I don't about know. It. I mean, maybe. He, I got the feeling maybe his mother knew, even though she's only in a brief scene at the start, it seems like she's the one that actually cared to turn up with him and hugs and goodbye and seems to genuinely care quite a lot about him. And maybe she kind of knows, because I think she even kind of says to the, the headmaster, like he's a bit sensitive. So maybe that's sort of a, a code word for it. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's got a very strained relationship with his father, as you can see. Here, yeah, but... so he, he wanders off anyway. And uh, Ned has come out of his, his movie and he's taken a slash against the wall. Uh, I don't think we've actually mentioned that word before. Oh, uh, slash is an Irish word for taking a piss. Wee wee, whatever you want to call uh, it. And so... He he spots Connor. Connor wanders into a bar. Ned wanders in and tries Doesn't to get work. in behind him, which was one thing I found a bit odd because because Connor's allowed in while clearly wearing like the school uniform. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. But uh, Ned tries to get in. And you know, he's not allowed. He's like, oh, I'll wait out here. So what kind of bar is this anyway? And so the the the, the security guards like or the bouncer, I should say. Uh, is like, oh, this, it's a gay bar. And that's kind of the, you know, the ball drops. It's like, oh my God, you know, yeah. Connor's gay too. You know, but then like he, Connor's inside there and then he sees his English teacher, Mr. Sherry, with a gentleman at the bar. And obviously Mr. Sherry like realizes he's like, oh crap, and then Connor's going to shit. So the two of them like end up meeting on the train home and it's just like, um, yeah, they're yeah. kind of awkward. Com- and they kind of both agree. Yeah, this, nothing happened to like, we didn't, they're, It's like see- they're both embarrassed about well, it. Well, I mean, arguably, you know, Connor shouldn't be there because he's underage and 
there's issues with not just him drinking, but if he went home with someone, there might be issues of consent there because he, if he's under 17, you know, well, yeah. sorry, just to get the legal thing out of the way. But like, I think I guess Mr. Mr. Jerry wouldn't want himself to be outed because we, we see like even slightly earlier in the film, I think the, the rugby coach like he's very you know sussy about him and he even kind of says to the the headmaster like about oh they're like you know alternative lifestyle choices and it's not right around impression like literally doing like you know the gay scare around kids kind of thing and and to the principal's credit he basically yeah. tells him to fuck off you know which i mean you could have written this principal as a as kind of a bit of a bastard but he's really kind of a fair guy like he doesn't even expel ned later on in the he, film he's kind of the, a very straight shooter he is and he isn't to a, you can yeah, kind of see that he, he's yeah. very focused yeah. on the rugby in the beginning i think like he kind of he he learns as the movie yeah. goes on especially talking to to mr Trary, but like at the very beginning he's like yeah. He cares about but, nothing else in the school. But like this is before even like, the rugby. Mr. Sure, you have like the the chats and everything else, like the bit on the train. Like, but the, I think like his is just going to default reaction is like he's a pre- he's a teacher at the school as well, the same as you are, and he's like basically sus- uh, susses him out of the office and is just like. It kind of says something about his character that he's like, he's a good teacher. I don't care what he does in his private time. And I felt that was actually a bit refreshing. Like he's not buying into his bullshit. He's just like, I don't care unless he's actively arming a child. And, you know, get that. And then like, he even goes like, oh, he was coming home drunk with him. And he's like, I understand uh, you were all drinking after the match, weren't you? And then he kind of like, don't push that. Yeah, you know? The one thing I, I did want to ask you as the, the resident train expert, he says he goes to the food car. And I don't think I've ever seen an actual food car on a train in Ireland, I know well, you have like the trolley come I, around. Tra- train nerd thing here. That now, unless I'm very much mistaken, because you don't see the outside of it, but um, they are actually on a train. <laughs> I was very really confused for a second. Like, really yeah, they were on a train, Rob. Uh, we all saw it when we watched yeah, the movie. It's like, no, Stu, you see, it's actually a bus. It's just moving very fast. <laughs> no. It's like I was asking about the, the train no, I was get- the food I'm, car. Sorry, Stu, I was, I was getting to that. I, I, it's like one of those really shitty YouTube videos where it's like, <laughs> things that you've missed, they were on a train. It's like, if you look very closely, you might notice them playing rugby in this film. Not everyone notices that in their first watching. It's one of those useless <laughs> red circles around the train. I'm, no, I, I, I'm quite confident that is a Mark IV carriage, um, which would be on... Uh, uh, one of the main trains, but they only use them on the uh, Dublin to Cork route. So it, it would kind of indicate that they're kind of, you know, a good bit outside of Dublin um, because one of the main stations kind of along the way, they do actually, they don't have a full food carriage. It's the B carriage is generally has a kind of little restaurant area in it along with uh, limited seating on smaller trains. You do get a trolley service. They probably would do a trolley service anyway on it, but there would be a, car, uh, a kind of dining area, not not a full one anymore. They don't right. do it, uh, but there would be like a little shopper almost where you could you could get a cup of tea. And Irish Rail only use Barry's tea. <laughs> uh, then we get more threats in the showers. Yeah, very very homoerotic way to threaten someone. <laughs> yeah, while you're behind him, while he's especially in a when you're threatening to out him. Um, Maybe I'm reading too much into that, still, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a the way next big it. thing is that Ned goes looking for Connor, and they're in the kind of handball course. That's and like, then Weasel kind of really they kind hard, of have a bit of scrap actually, with like, Weasel open under his eye, like you could have knocked him out. Like that's that's going beyond bullying. You've just properly assaulted that guy. Like, yeah. Then like, Ozzy Connor comes out and he's kind of boyed on and tells him to calls him an F the F word, which I won't repeat. 
on this and uh, tells him to go back to his room. The the slur f word. Um, yeah, yeah. We're you know there's 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 limits to what we yeah the, we, the we, bundle we of sticks swear within reason this podcast. I'm not going to start using slurs. Um, you know yeah the, the, the PG that, swear that, words. If you know, going like by what's PG Ireland, we could say the c words too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's. You know, a few bits here. Like, firstly, he, he, this is the point you found out he's an out half in rugby. And I was like, I kind of pegged him as that. Because, like, yeah, he's too, he's way too skinny to be, like, in the front row. Yeah, well, he is. Yeah, so I think that then we have everyone's, like, pulled out of class for the cheerleading they, practice. They, like, there's a big rugby Which I think like, you have some experience with. Very or wouldn't really. Like, when we had a big match in either junior or senior cup, um, you know, Munster, obviously, for us. Uh, yeah, this is this is right. Like we'd have, they'd come around to all the classes and they'd get like all, everyone there and everyone would get their scarves or whatever in our in our colors. And you'd have about maybe three to four guys wearing like boiler suits like that. And they'd have like the, the colors, but on like you know, SMC, St. Munchen's College and whatever. And they'd have a megaphone. And they'd get it going because like we had we had school songs for rugby that we'd sing. Uh, like in every like you, you, we were brought into like the canteen in first year, and we were taught all of these songs. And all like right. you you get to know them. Like and there's people there's like some that are like my father would have sang. He went to the same school as well, and like he would have known them. Like our flag will fly forever. It's the flag of SMC. You know, is like the like the traditional kind of one. Everyone would kind of know that. And then we have modern ones. We had one called Fishka, which is like a call and response thing. We we had a bunch of songs, and like you'd we'd rally together we'd sing it then we'd get on to like maybe three or four buses and go out to wherever we were as he was at the school we'd load ropey pitches we'd just go there and we generally used to walk the Thoman Park in Limerick which is was kind of our de facto home ground I you know we we got we got to use it <laughs> well we got to use right, yeah. we got to we got to bit use a, it bit a of a stretch bit, like, now for um there were two pitch, like not the main really. pitch all the time. They generally use that for semis or the final, but you know the the B pitch that was off to the side. We we generally would use that quite a lot. I didn't experience it in school at all. This is so this I found is a hundred percent accurate, almost American in you a know, way. You know, like I would say, yep, American shows and stuff. Well, we oh, didn't right. have like a, yeah, you know, it, it just seemed like you know the, those kind of pep rallies that they have in that regard. I suppose we suppose we did before the like big mascot American football the, the games. The boiler suits, like the chicken, was the main mascot. But we had, you know, he'd have like three or four supporters, you know, kind of with them. The lads having the crack. So, but this was very accurate. Like, like even like the like going around to knocking on the classes and coming in and getting them out. Like that, that was like a big match day in school. That was exactly what that's like. You you, you would basically only have a effectively have a half day. Yeah. So this is the scene where. Ned is pushed over the edge and he decides that he's going to out Connor in front of the whole school, which was a rough, rough scene to watch. I mean, it was, you know, even though, you know, it's so fictional, like it was just well. awful seeing seeing someone just be outed like that. I I do I could not imagine like, you know, it, it, how it, awful it would have been in front of everyone in the school for someone's friend who they can fight. Like, you know, he mightn't have explicitly said it, you know, it was implied perhaps. And Jesus, like even the people who don't like him, that's still a really shitty thing to do. Um, like don't ever out someone full stop. You know, it should be up to them to decide if they want to do it, if at all. And like that, fuck, like that's a very hard thing to redeem yourself. Like, obviously, he has to redeem himself at the end because that's kind of how plots work, and he does spoilers, but Jesus, that's so that's a very difficult thing to come back from, you know. Um, to be able, like rebuild a friendship and trust on outing someone with a megaphone in front of the entire school you know it's just fuck yeah so he runs off then and i think pretty much right away he then 
gets expelled. Doesn't, Ned doesn't school. get expelled. They, they kind of say you're spending the night in the infirmary, and oh yeah, yeah. and Con- it doesn't like Connor does pop down to see him. Um, no, sorry, he doesn't. I, I got that mixed up. Connor goes to see Mr. Sherry, the English teacher, but like afterwards, the the head teacher is like, you know, go home at the half term. We're going to think about what we're going to do, but it'll be a severe punishment. So it's oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. necessarily saying he's expelled, but he's kind of being sent home for a bit to think about what he did. And they'll, you know, the parents have to come back from Dubai. That's how serious it is. But then Connor goes to see Mr. Sherry and like his, because it was like I, he he lives in the school. And I suppose it makes sense. Um, I I didn't really thought. Yeah, about I think it's that, one of those things but, where all uh, the teachers yeah, live in the I mean, school. Like, I guess it makes sense if it's a board like you have to have teachers there in the night if it's a boarding school it's just not something I'd really thought about but yeah it makes perfect sense I mean I suppose they're either living you'd have to have a few of them in the school and uh so then the next morning then after Ned sleeps in the infirmary they find out that Connor didn't sleep in his bed and he's but he's disappeared it's kind of so they it's go like in he... and tell the, the principal while he's meeting with Ned's parents he has like Connor has a, a genuinely nice uh, chat with Mister Sherry. Like they go out for a walk on the pitches because he says, "Oh, well, you can't come into my room because there's regulations." Like, oh, fair enough. Well, yeah, obviously, uh, it's the last thing you'd probably. Need. Um, but they have like a really oh Jesus, but like you know, it's they have a genuinely very nice kind of heart to heart out in the pitch. Or like he's because like the t- like he knows that Mister Sherry's gay at this point. He's like to him, he's like it. Sherry goes and he's like, it does get easier. Yeah, he, he, he's giving him the, yeah, they get better, it gets better speech. And then it, but it's like, it's even quite nice that he, he goes, he just, like, he kind of says, it's easier not to kind of come out. You have to pretend you're someone you're not for a bit. But then Connor kind of goes, same as like, what about you, you know, not using someone else's voice, as you said to Ned, about using someone else's words in a, which is quite a, quite a nice callback thing. And I suppose it's a fair yeah. point. How can, you know, he's, how can you find your voice if you have to pretend to be something you're not? And it's it's a very it's a very valid point um, that the movie makes. Like you know, how how can you say who you are if you don't, um, you know, if you have to hide things? Yeah, um, yeah. So then, anyway, yeah, uh, Connor disappears, and while Ned is being taken back into the city with his parents, he jumps out of the car because he's figured out he knows where to find him. And it's kind of you see it earlier on in the movie that Connor had like been had a boat with his father or something, and it was still out moored somewhere in. Dublin. He talks about it as well. Like the last time he was happy, I think his father says to him, doesn't it? It's like the last time I remember being yeah. happy with you was when we were out in the boat or something. So it's like, yeah. In Dunleary. So that's that's a that's a fair trip. Like it's not implied where the school is. We would presume somewhere in Kildare or Meath or something. And we see him get off in Dunleary and like go out to the pier. And it's like, that's a that's a fair trek. Like that would take you, you know, potentially a good while to get there. So anyway, also this is this the point. This is the point that I went just to, uh, to make a nitpicky point. I was like, geez, it's almost dusk. It's like, obviously, you've missed the match at this yeah, point. Yeah, I had the same like, point. Yeah, it's like, it's a really late match this is the, for a This is the senior game. cup final in presumably Leinster, right? Number one, that is a very small crowd for a senior cup final. Or sorry, is this the semi final? No, that's the final. Sure it was the final. Oh, that's fine. Firstly, tiny crowd for a, uh, a final like that. And also, like, the senior cup uh, rugby games. They would always happen on St. Patrick's Day and start at generally after the parade would happen. So about three, four o'clock at the very latest, like it would not be dark by the time yeah. they're finished. Yeah. So Ned kind of, I can't remember, he gives a speech anyway and kind of convinces Connor to come back and, and play the match. Do you remember 
bits of what he said. Well, he's kind of like um, I you sh- he like brings the bangs. I think you should play, and he, he's just kind of like, oh, but you don't care about rugby. He goes, oh no, but if like you're playing, we're playing. And, like he's like, we can be a part of it. You know, like I'm not a rugby fan. He's like, oh, last year, like I, w- I would have wanted you to lose. He's like, um, you know, because we're friends and you're kind of supporting me for someone who's not into rugby, not sporty, and you know, like they're both gay, I suppose. Um, you know, we can kind of do it together. It, it is a very, it's a very nice and moving moment, actually. I mean, even if you like look at a clip on YouTube just of that, dude, it's, it's a very heartwarming bit, and you know, and they managed to get him to the match too, and he's just like they come in twenty-one nil at half time. <laughs> Yeah, poor, the poor innings. Jesus Christ, that's like they've obviously like managed to get to the final, even though they have like oh their star player like who's they're out half and stuff like that, and he's missed a couple of kicks. This is the thing like they've, he's missed a couple yeah, of no, kicks I think in the, the other matches, and this is missing to the to kicks. Through. That's definitely down like, to like his internal player, struggle. Like you know that you don't build to, to do those no, kicks. You need I, to be like I get that. perfectly calm yeah. mind and all that. But I get that. But at the same time, like it, you don't build a team around one player. That's a you know becoming key man dependent, as we'd say in my industry. That's always a terrible idea. And if you like the team itself, if they can get to a final, should be not terrible on their own. They shouldn't be doing this bad unless the other team is miles ahead. And even if they were, the other team was that good. Why would him coming back? Yeah, it, it just seems like it. they made it a bit like if they made it like 21-12 or 21-15 or something like make it kind of like their own like they're only down because they're missing the kicks or something like that like oh they, they've missed all their penalties and all their conversions it just kind of feels like it's a bit too much of a mountain for them to overcome like to get 21 plus points in a in a second half yeah. isn't the hardest they, thing they, they make it into the uh into the dressing rooms anyway and they kind of rally everyone trying to convince them to come over to their side and eventually you know one person moves over and the, the the coach is like, well, you're off the team now too. But then more and more of them come over. I think Weasel is the only one who actually stays on the, on the other side. He's like sitting down in the corner. Oh, no, we, yeah, Weasel is uh, the only they, one that stays. They eventually the convince him and they go out and they win the match. And in the middle of, of playing it, uh, Mr. Sherry comes over with his boyfriend, I think it's fair to say. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't say. And introduces him to the principal. And it's kind of, he's learned a lesson now too, which is uh, a yep. nice little... Uh, point in there and then Ned uh, for some reason just gets like a free jersey off the people in front of him but like he really enjoys watching the match and he's having a great time and And then at the end celebrate then at the end he gets he he writes an essay about his experience he gets like the national essay competition presumably gets the five grand for the school so he kind of endear like endear him back to the so he's not going to get expelled. He'd be like, ah, don't do not do that again, you know, kind of thing. Because like he's won them the championship and got them money from that, presumably. So it's all hunky-dory. Um, one thing about the final rugby match, like, as I said, it seems like there were actually a few people who were proper rugby players in this. Because um, like a lot, a lot, like I, a lot of the plays are real, you know. Even the very last kick that Connor makes, like, they didn't mess it up. Like he actually that like that kick would have actually gone in. I don't think he does it. It's obviously someone else from the back that kicked that. But like they didn't fake the kick. That is a real kick in one go. Because even if you, you work out the angle it's going in first, that would that would have gone over. So a fair play to them. In any case, I think it was definitely a crock of gold for me. This was a lovely movie. Uh one thing that I actually really enjoyed is that in the end, like a lesser movie would have had Ned and Connor like kissing at the end or something it would have been 
them getting together or whatever nonsense. But this movie just kind of didn't even touch it. It was like it wasn't about the two of them getting together. It it, it was about well, they're friends. Yeah, they're not, but they're you, not know, romantic like they, you know, you see certain yeah. scenes where Ned's like looking at him and he's look Connor's looking back when Ned's not looking and stuff like that. But like a lesser movie would have had that be the end of, to the movie. But this is just like, no, it's not about them getting together. It's just about them kind of learning to be themselves no matter what, no yeah. matter who they're attracted to. No, I agree. Crock of Gold for me. I really, really enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, it, I, it's one of the best ones I think we've watched. As I genuinely stopped taking notes at a couple of points, which is maybe why they were a bit jumbled because of how much I was enjoying it. Yeah, great. Would re- would recommend, even if you're not like into rugby, uh, watch. This oh, yeah, of course. It's, like, the it's, rugby a, great, it's a great story of... in its own part. It's just the, the. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.